back two episodes in one week because it's double agents. I'm John Chidley Hill. Was that plotted out like double the episodes per week because it's double agents? Or did you just make that up on the fly? I just made calling that up. Calling you out, man. Calling you out. <laughs> I just met Sheldon, longtime listeners know we don't produce. We don't have scripts. We don't rehearse. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm John Chidley Hill. Oh, I was supposed to say my name at that point. Yes, I am Sheldon yes. Alexander. <laughs> And this is You Killed It, the unscripted podcast about the challenge. I don't even know my own name. Talking about, <laughs> talking about the premiere of Double Agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, before people wonder, like, hey, are they going to talk about Declassified? We actually did a minuscule amount of production <laughs> and agreed that what we'll do with Declassified is if there's any, like, juicy tidbits... Mm-hmm. In Declassified, uh, we will mention it when it is appropriate when talking about the actual premiere. Yeah. Because there's so much to talk about in the but, premiere. We yeah. don't we don't need to do two episodes. And also, like, like come on, Declassified, let's be serious, right? All it was was just, here's what the house looks like, and here's everybody meeting each other. And the people that you don't know, it's, here's their little bio. The people that you do know, here's what's new with them. There you go. Just summed up the whole thing. I mean, the only thing that I thought was cool from it was the house. The house looked dope. Cool. Yeah. House looks great. And that concludes like our wrap up of Declassified. Hey, no, I'm joking. And this was You Killed It. <laughs> the shortest episode ever. We'll see you next Thursday. Hey. But yeah, I mean, things will come up. Obviously, we'll talk a bit about the cast and all that and things we might have learned from that when we get to that because we'll break down the teams. We'll, we'll go through all that. But let's get to oh, the yeah. actual episode, right? Double right. Agents Challenge Episode 1. And I got to be honest with you. I thought the episode was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. But it good. wasn't on the same level as most challenge seasons. Normally, challenge seasons start with a banger. And maybe it was because, you know, they took away the whole everyone's in the house drinking stuff and tried to make declassify the show. Maybe that was it. Yeah. But it was yep. clearly more. And I'm not mad at it because it was still a good episode. It was a lot of gameplay and a lot of strategy to fit in. So, so maybe that was a thinking, but it just didn't hit the same high notes as a normal challenge premiere. Still good, but not the same high notes. Uh, I, I do. You know what? I have a complaint as well. Uh, and again, it's about just as we finished saying that we weren't going to talk about declassified. <laughs> I hyped people up to watch this season of the challenge. Okay. Like I have friends and colleagues that are really into big brother. And I was like, Hey, listen, like, Amber B, Casey, mm-hmm. Fassie. There's a squad. Unfortunately, Josh. Like, there's, like, you like Big Brother. Nothing else is going on in the world because we're in lockdown, uh, depending on where you mm-hmm. live. Check out the challenge. And a lot of the information that was on Declassified yeah. would have really helped someone who's trying to watch the show for the first Very time. True. Because my friends and colleagues or, that or, have that, like... Or... The first episode that we did this week might have also helped them true. as well. True, but these are my colleagues, oh. and they already hear so much of me <laughs> over over the span of a day. They have to have meetings with me, 
And I'm much nicer on this show than I am in real That's life. Fair. Like they're probably sick of me. So I hear what you're I love that you're like doing that self promotion, <laughs> but in fairness, they've probably had their fill seven hours a day, five days a week That's to me. Fair. Um so the actual premiere opens with a snazzy montage of TJ Lavin doing spy things. So yeah, I mean TJ earning his money, right? You know, they had to shoot a scene. I wonder how many takes they took to film my guy in the lab, right? My guy's got the computers <laughs> up. There's like all these, you know, I don't know, spy imaging or spy like graphics on the screen. There's a lot going on. It might've been a little too much, but I'm in on the joke. Like, I feel like if, if you've never watched a challenge before, you might be watching and being like, this is super cheesy. What's happening? But if you watch the challenge and you're familiar with TJ and just the role that he plays as the host or what are they calling him? The handler? <laughs> this The handler. This time? Okay, cool. No relation to Chelsea. Right? I just think that in this instance, if you're familiar with the challenge and you kind of get the gimmick of TJ always being the coolest guy in the room no matter what, and it's turned into a bit, I think like if you're familiar with yeah. that and you're familiar with the show, you're like, okay, this is funny. I get it. Ha ha ha. But if you're brand new, you're watching this being like, okay, what is going on with these graphics? What's my guy doing? The super slow-mo. Although I don't care who you are. My guy getting out of the chopper with the slow-mo did the fucking hair, you know, slipped the hair back, you know, took off the glasses. That was hype. He looked it. TJ looked his most handsome. <laughs> Dare I say it? He, he, he had the swag oh, going. Swagger like T. What I love what I love is that he said, you know, like, if you don't know who he is, do you know who does not know who he is? Nam. <laughs> like, imagine coming on this show and not knowing who TJ Lavin is. Like, imagine just being like, I'll just sign up for this. This will be fine. It's like, like his agent's what? just like, yeah, we got this show for you. It'll work for you. Don't worry. It'll be good for your brand. <laughs> That was a pitch. That's it. Yeah. Never even watched it. Never. Can you imagine? Honestly, though, can you imagine going on the challenge having never watched it? Like, I can only recall that happening one other time uh, for the first season of Rivals when they brought on uh, Mike, mm -hmm. Mikey from Vegas to, like, uh, be Leroy's oh, partner, yeah, even yeah. though they're best friends. Yeah. And, like, in confessional, Mikey was like, yeah, I'd never watched the show, and I agreed to be on it. And then I started watching old episodes, and I don't want to be on the show anymore, but I'm here. <laughs> yes. Very funny. Um, also very funny early on. I always like the initial um, the initial confessionals, because you kind of get the pecking order of who's who, right? And I love mm -hmm. that we talk about it all the time. Johnny Bananas isn't there, but we always refer to this about Johnny Bananas coming in with written raps. And I think Corey yep. came in and I liked it. Corey was just like, we got Olympians. We got Natalie. She's a beast from Survivor. And we got Ja. Well, actually, he's not that important. And as cheesy <laughs> and as written as that was, I laughed. I enjoyed it. I appreciated the shot at Josh. I will always appreciate any shot at Josh. So, yeah. How could you not? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's half of the fun of the but show. But what was this challenge? This challenge was what? Mission uh decryption decryption okay sure yes so the game was played in two heats men and women you had to climb atop a volcanic mountain find uh what, what were they calling this thing that they had on top of it uh, a capsule. capsule pardon me a 
capsule with a color code. Capsule color coded. You had to memorize a color code, then run down this little sand. They said it was a volcanic mountain, but really it just looked like a dirt hill that they built. <laughs> right? <laughs> like if we're being serious, like this challenge, I expected more from this challenge. I can't lie, but I'm not going to crush them because it's difficult situations dealing with who knows what they were dealing with at this point to even pull this show off. So I'm, I'm not going to diss them. But they said, like, they made it seem like it was a mountain, but clearly it was just like a sand hill that they built themselves, yeah. right? Anyways, climb yes. up, get the capsule, memorize the color codes, run down, and then put the, the wires, place the wires that are also colored in the correct order to detonate the bomb. And, hey, that, that was basically the challenge. It sounded a lot better in the description than it actually was. In reality, I think they expected it to be more physical. Like the men sort of wrestled with each other, but aside from like an, the initial like blow of like Tori ripping the capsule out Lolo's, of Lolo's yeah. hands, the women just sort of like all just clustered around and took turns yeah. looking at it. And then for some reason, Nicole was straight up helping Lolo. But it was also the worst strategy ever because if you were doing that and still lost, for one, you're terrible, right? Like if that was your plan and, and you still lost, like you're terrible. But also the game plan of you yelling out the colors to Lolo as if everyone else can't hear them as well. I really question that strategy. Like whose strategy is that? It's like you realize everyone else can hear you, right? Just because you say, hey, Lolo, that doesn't mean that no one else can hear. The, the, uh, the one thing I would say is... If you were in that situation, if you were one of the other competitors and you heard Nicole shouting out all the colors, would you trust Nicole to be able to identify colors correctly? See, I, I've watched this show enough to know that you probably shouldn't trust Nicole. And I mean, it was proven to not trust Nicole because neither her or Lolo won. So, I mean, that part was pretty obvious. And Killa Cam was definitely not trusting Nicole either. Because she said that her brain no. was better than their two brains. And she wasn't wrong. But who actually won? It was... Well, hold on. Before you get to that, we have to talk about Lolo Jones and her performance. Okay. Just sprinting up that Of course, but so she should. Hill. She's an Olympic but hurdler. She is an Olympic hurdler. But I went to the length of looking up her personal best stats. <laughs> To give our listeners some context okay. about how fast Lolo Jones is. Her personal best in the 100 meter hurdles is 12.43 seconds. In the straight up 200 meter race, 23.76 seconds. And then in a straight up 100 meter dash, her all time best is 11.24 seconds. Not bad. That is bonkers fast. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think people, like, it's taking me longer to get this sentence out of my mouth than it would take Lolo Jones to run 100 meters. <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, She's crazy fast. And you could even see, like, the way she approached, like, part of her strategy was clearly, like, I'm going to jump up the first quarter of this hill. And then just keep, like, let my momentum carry yeah. me the rest of the way. Very impressive performance from Lolo, except from listening to Nicole. 
an impressive physical performance. Yeah, and we'd expect nothing less from Lolo Jones for sure. Um, Anissa gets the win. Were you surprised that yeah. Anissa won this challenge? Anissa, who was no shame here, the slowest out of the gates. Yeah. Like, she was immediately lagging behind everyone. Yeah, but why did you need to be first? Like, there was a... That's I don't true. know what the pr- correct strategy was in this random game. It might have been just trying to copy someone else's, maybe. It might have been to team up and, like, you guys split half of the color code. I don't know. But it was a messed up challenge. But Anissa comes out on top. And Anissa historically is pretty good at puzzles, right? That is one of her strengths. So. Yep. Her winning that or being able to memorize the color code isn't that shocking. For the guys, it was a bit more of a shit show, right? A bit more physical, (laughs) but it started off with a bang, so to speak, where everyone kind of runs in and and they're they're jockeying for the capsule. And Wes thinks that he's being slick by just standing behind and letting them all fight it out, which on paper sounds like a pretty good idea, right? Until CT tries to pull someone out of the pile, but instead of pulling them out, he pulls a shoe and then proceeds to toss said shoe behind his back, not knowing that Wes is standing directly behind him and gets smacked right in the face. It was like just a perfect throw. It's almost as if CT meant to do it. Like that's how much of a direct hit it was. But even if he meant to do it, to have that aim behind your back like is he chris paul do you know what i mean like <laughs> ct3 is that is that what we should start calling him making behind the back passes passes like that he's clearly jason williams uh, i see like, what you did there the white jason williams i see what you did there yeah i see what you did there uh <laughs> i also shouts to the editors for having the dramatic opera music oh, well as Wes sinks to his well to his knees. It, was it a Dave Chappelle bit on the Chappelle show? Everything looks better in slow motion. Is that, is that a yes. bit where he's going through the club? <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> that was a perfect example of that. Super slow motion. Wes just like falling down. And he's right. That GIF will last GIF GIF. I always second guess myself whichever way I go, but bottom line, that will last forever on the interwebs because that was just hilarious and that will always be funny. And it's it's the for a gif. This is a gif household over here. <laughs> sure. um, for gif purposes, it's perfect because like it'll be broadcast enough that someone will undoubtedly loop mm-hmm. it, but also. It's obscure enough that it'll work. Like a good gif is like the Davon clip where she like comes out of yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. Like the, like you need a little bit of obscurity to make like a gif fun. Yeah. Question for you: So, one do you thing... think CT did that on purpose? No. Oh, okay. okay. I th- I think he just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Fessy ends up winning. For the dudes. Yes. And yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty weak challenge. But with that said, maybe they knew they didn't have to pull out the big guns for the first challenge because they knew the twists were coming fast and quick in this episode. And that's Mm -hmm. why the challenge is the best. Because they always get you in multiple different ways. If they don't get you in one way, they got you with the other. And so 
Corey, who says, oh, sorry, did I, I wrote something in the wrong order on the thing I'm reading, and that's actually pretty funny, actually, because it would have been pretty messed up. But anyways, did you think the challenge was good, or am I off base? It wasn't their best. Okay. I, th I think part of the challenge is the challenge of this challenge. Ooh. Is 30 people's a lot. That's true. That's and even split in half, 15 people. It's hard to do a competition that can be shot well. And I also assume that they have limitations in terms of how many uh, camera operators they can have, how many producers they have. So if you're limited to, say four cameras or like three cameras and a drone mm -hmm. operator or, or whatever, however the numbers shake out, you don't want to be doing like a massive one where they have to run a mile and then run back. You gotta save because your like, how are you going to, that's right. Uh, so I think that was a factor. Yeah. I also think every so often they have a competition that they designed that I don't think quite works out the way they expect it's going to yeah. work out. Like either a competitor finds a hack it's easier than they think, it's harder than they think, whatever. And I know that they test them, like they have crew members test it before doing it. But this is this is a kind of competition where you'd be like, oh yeah, we can run up the hill. Like you wouldn't play test it yeah. that hard. So, and like, I don't think there's, like I said, I don't think they expected it, the women's side to be so not physical. And then on the other side, the men's side was way more physical and like both ways didn't really work yeah. cinematically True. like i think they're expecting more people to do what nicole and lolo did like i think they're expecting more teamwork like i think they're expecting like Corey and nelson being like oh Corey, i'll read this i'll yell the colors to you nelson you plug it yeah, in because yeah, we're yeah. boys and it'll be fine like i think they're expecting a little more yeah. differing strategies it was, it was interesting it was definitely interesting in that sense i also found it so people who listen to the pod normally will know that I'm always for the challenge conspiracy theories. Like I, in terms of, I think the editors are always trying to tell us something ahead of time, right? They're dropping nuggets. And so oh, we, yeah. we try to discuss it all the time. So after Fessy wins, Corey says he thinks that works for him because he thinks he's a good friend. I've watched this show for a while. And I know when they're trying to tell us something. And I think that's just a nugget yeah. that they're trying to plant a seed with us going forward. And that kind of goes back a little bit, which we'll get into when they break down the teams, but it kind of goes back to the declassified episode because I felt like we were told four different alliances involving the same few people. Yep. <laughs> right we'll get to it later on when we get to that part because that was in this actual episode when they're in the club right that was in the yeah. so we'll get to well, it there. we'll get to it there we'll get to it there but i mean on that note just on like them sort of laying track mm -hmm. in this scene so fessy and anisa are the winners anisa is the overall winner she gets to pick her partner which is a great twist and we see love it chef's kiss um but there's two things in that scene that I picked up on that were hinted at or like sort of alluded to and declassified. First of all, and we'll get more details, but Fessy says 
He's allied with the Young Bucks, repped by Corey and Nelson. And but he's also in a Big Brother alliance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's also in a Big Brother alliance. Yeah. And he says, he dusts off the classic cliche of, but the Big Brother, or he says that Corey and Nelson are less strategic than the Big yes. Brother group. Because they're playing, the Big Brother guys are playing ch- uh, chess and Corey and Nelson are playing checkers. The other is, of course, Fessy doesn't want to partner with Anissa. No. So he is super reluctant. This is super interesting to me because Anissa can pick anybody. Who should have Anissa picked? Mm-hmm. Did she make the right choice in picking Fessy? Well, I was going to say to you, I was going to ask you that same okay. question. Who would you pick if you were Anissa? Anissa should have picked. I. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I was going to say, I I would go with either CT no, or Durrell. one. You don't get to, you, there's no sitting on the fence. You pick one partner. I would go Durrell. Same. I would definitely pick Durrell. Like, I, I don't even understand why she took Fessy. Like, I get that you think he's the young buck beast, but he's not schooled enough in the game. Maybe she thinks she's doing it because he has the numbers. She thinks that he's really cool with Corey and she's cool with Corey. Maybe that's her angle. But I just think Darrell, you can at least trust Darrell, isn't going to lose this for you. Meaning he's no. not going to do some and bonehead. Like, he's, well, I mean, we also learned that Fessy is coming into this house as single Fessy, which I think adds another wrinkle. Because first, my first thought was, what happened to Haley? I need to, I need to do some, some searching on the gram, figure out what happened to my girl Haley. But Fessy being single, like, if I'm Anissa, that's something I'm thinking about. That's adding another wrinkle that could stop you yeah. from winning a milli. Darrell's coming in focused with one goal and one goal only. Same thing for CT. But I don't know. I thought that was a weird pick. I didn't like it either. I, I my In my notes, I wrote, oh, I don't know about all of that. <laughs> that was when she picked Fessy. I was yeah. like, because to your point, I totally agree with your analysis of Durrell as a potential partner. You know, focused, he's not going to get you in trouble. People are going to underestimate him. Like, he's not the number one target, but he's a proven yeah. winner. He's going to be respectful and supportive. Like, he's not short-tempered. He's not going to yell at you. And also, Fessy, you know, comes with baggage in the form of two alliances mm-hmm. that are obvious. Right there's exactly what we just described: the young bucks and the big brother people. It's obvious that if Fessy is in two alliances, at some point that's going to be an issue. And if you're his partner, that's going to be an issue for you too. Right? Like you want it nice and simple, yeah. and like Durrell, I think was the best choice. And like I, I put though down CT and Durrell even before they had the like confessional of Durrell being like. Yo, I'd yeah. rock with you. Like, I'd love to and be I your think partner. That's a big like... part of it too, because you know exactly what's going to happen at the first sight of trouble. Fessy is going to be throwing Anissa under the bus. Also, I, and like people, we rag on him all the time. But Fessy is friends with Josh, and Josh is trouble to anyone's <laughs> game that he is partnered with. I'm Sweet. serious. No, no, no. You're like totally you right. don't because. Because, like, Josh's beef might become Fessy's beef, and then it's your beef. And suddenly you've got, like, a six-foot-one man-child standing on top of a bar in the Czech Republic. Oh, like, yes. you, don't, 
you don't want any of this. Yeah. You want to just like play cards with Durrell and have light beer and go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Right? Like... Sounds like a plan. But this is where things got super interesting because the next twist, mm. which the first twist was already great to me. The next twist, though, was that everyone else also got to choose their partner. So essentially, Anissa just got the first pick, but everyone else got to pick their partner. And I think the element of surprise made this so much better because now you got to think about it on the spot and you got to do it quickly. And let's just go through. The first off, did you like this twist? Did you see it coming? What did you think of it? I, I loved this twist. Yeah. I loved this twist. I know I've said it to you before uh, on the podcast and not on the podcast. The version of the challenge I'm dying to see is where they get to pick their own teams before the show even yes, begins. Yes, yes, yes. I remember you said that. And this is as close as we've gotten to this it. This is pretty good. And I really liked this it. This is going to be pretty good. And we haven't even gotten to the rest of the twist yet, but here we go. So let's break down the teams, right? So... We already know that Anissa and Fessy are the team. Then in order, we got Tori and Corey, which that sounds like a show, like in the middle of the afternoon, like the Today Show, Hour 3 with Tori and Corey, right? Like that just sounds like a thing. I was going to say, it sounds like TGI, uh, TGIF, remember? Like oh, yeah. Family Matters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It seems like that, like that show that they'd have in the 7.30 time slot that only lasted a season. Yeah. It's Tori and Corey. Yeah. Uh, a good solid physical team, but if it comes to puzzles, they're screwed. They're all they're ultimately yeah. screwed. That will be their demise. Uh, the next group was Jay and Teresa, and I shouts to Jay. I like this I like group. Jay's comment right off the bat. I can't hug you because your husband's a football player and he might kill me. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but that's what Jay brings. Jay is a good character on the show. I like this team. I think this can be a really dangerous team for sure. What do you think? I think it'll be pretty dangerous. Um, I wonder what their political game is going to look like. And I also, um, well, but like, on. I think Jay, they're both. We were told that Jay was in one of these alliances, right? Like the yes. Jay, Corey, Nelson, Fessy, Casey, maybe. I think that was it. It's hard for me to keep track because we were literally given like three different alliances <laughs> with the same people. Which is already such like such a problem. There was then like, Amber. You can't there be in every Josh, alliance. Guy. And it's like, what's going on right now? But then Amber and Josh's but, partners are Cam and, and Leroy. So it's just like, what's what's going on here? I'm just I'm going to say this like immediately. I think one of the things that like you want to do i know jay's not a rookie but like he's close to a rookie yeah. is you want to team up with if you're a newer player you want to team up with an older Agreed. player and vice versa like it's beneficial both Agreed. ways you don't want to be an all veteran team and you don't want to be an all rookie team you want like you want to cover ground yeah. and you know that was kind of and, the mentality of cam and leroy like they knew that they were stronger apart than they would be just being a team mm -hmm. together, which was a smart play by them. Now, Cam tried to team up with CT, but CT wasn't having that. Do you think... What do you think of that decision? By CT or by Cam? By CT. So, by CT, I like it because he knows that now he doesn't also have to play just Cam's game. He's playing Leroy's game as well. 
So mm-hmm. he doesn't know how that's going to be manipulated. And if you're not already cool enough with Leroy that you guys know that you're working together, then why would you want to work with Cam? You don't want to have to question that. Yes. And like one of the key things here is CT immediately said, where's Tori? Yeah. And wanted to team up with her. She had already, you know, teamed up with the rhyming couplet. Yep. And so then Cam approaches him and he sort of, he was super awkward. Like, I don't think he, awkward. I don't think, I don't think the way he handled it was best. I also think it was weird that she was doing it while holding Leroy's hand. Like you're just making yeah. it even more of a problem at that point. Right. I didn't like Yeah. That. So I think, I mean, he didn't, he didn't phrase it. He didn't, I mean, he didn't even say anything. He, he just sort anything. of like hopped yeah, away. He didn't really say anything. And she was trying to sell too but much. I, I'm smart. I can do everything. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And it's just like, eh. and I wouldn't want to but be also, brought into that. Ashley on paper makes so much sense for CT. I know I just finished saying like, you want two people that have different like experience mm-hmm. levels, but as they both said, they've won a challenge together. Yeah right? Like they won free agents together. They like each other. They get along and they also really occupy different parts of the house, right? Like they hang out with different people. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be partying at different levels, right? Like they bring different things to the table. Like I see why they were drawn to each other. I also think the biggest part to me is you just know what you're going to get from Ashley, right? And I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. You know that she's going to have a blow up at some point. You know that she's going to chirp someone at some point. But you also know that when it comes to time to perform, she's going to be ready and she's going to give it her all. And you'd rather have, you'd rather deal with the partner that you know how to deal with than someone you don't know how to deal with. And you also Mm -hmm. know that Ashley's loyal. And that's a huge part of it too. So I, I totally get it. But the Cam and Leroy split up while I agree that it was good. I didn't like the move that they then went to Josh and Casey and swapped partners because first off, Josh's confessional, and I know I skipped a bunch, so we'll go back, but just because we're talking about Cam and Leroy makes sense. But Josh, when he says, you know, being two big brother champions, people have a target on our backs already. So we got like, Josh, there's no target on your back in the challenge. No, there's not a target on your back. I don't know who told you. I I don't know. what episodes or what seasons you've been watching. I don't know if he goes back and rewatches the seasons of the challenge that he's been on, but you know what on big brother, there also wasn't a target on his back. Cause that's how he made it to the final because everyone thought that yeah. he was just a big jackass and there's no chance he was going to win except for everyone just was a hater and made the most ridiculous move ever to make him the winner of big brother. If I'm Cam and Leroy, I agree that their thinking is like their logic is sound. Like we're going to split up the people they should have sought out were Lolo and Nam agreed because they're both physical specimens. They don't know anyone coming into the game and you can, well, Lolo knows some people, but you can shape them. Like you can mold them like politically like Darrell and Amber. Yeah, the, there are people that there were better choices for them. 
that would that would have worked because Josh and Casey are going to have their own agendas that will inevitably compete definitely with Cam and Leroy's whereas like Nam is sort of just like a blank page yeah. no definitely and to a lesser extent so is Lolo or and you make a good point like Darrell and Amber M like they don't know anyone even I mean they're less physically impressive but even like that guy uh, Joseph or so, Michi like there's others there's other choices one thing I'm going to say here Amber that's partnered with Darrell Amber from Big Brother I'm going to refer to her yeah. as Amber and the other Amber is okay. the other Amber that's what I'm always going to say okay. I'm just going to say that we'll, we'll get to Amber in a sec but we'll, yeah uh, yeah Cam and Leroy splitting up though made no sense because as you said we know that those two are in the Big Brother Alliance. The Big Brother Alliance, or even the Young Bucks Alliance, is not riding with Cam and Leroy. Like none of this makes no. sense. It was a bad plan. Uh, I I also I get like I just finished saying this, but Josh is the most combustible person. So in I have the a house. question, and I don't know this to be a fact or not. I have no idea. So I'd like your opinion, and I'd like the opinion of the viewers and the listeners as well. I wonder if Josh off camera is like a really nice guy. Like people seem to like him, but mm -hmm. I wonder if him on the show is totally different and unlikable because he's trying so much to be a reality star. Right. And like do the things that you think a reality star does, right? Like he thinks that he's the man and people, you know, fear him because he won big brother, which is not true. He thinks that he's always running the house, which is not true. He's always starting fights, but not really starting fights because he doesn't really want to fight. Do you know what I mean? But all of those things are, you know, if you wrote like how to be a reality star, those would be the things that you follow. And does he just come off like a jackass on the show, but that's not really him, but in normal life. And I ask this because people continue to come into the house being like, yeah, I'm friends with Josh. I'm going to work with Josh. So clearly we must be missing something because they're not basing this off of what they watch every time he's on the show every year. Right. I, I think that Josh gets an unkind edit. Okay. Not that they like misrepresent who he is, but that when he is a normal and reasonable person, okay that gets cut out <laughs> that's fair so like i think I, I i imagine i imagine that like josh you know they're sitting around having breakfast first thing in the morning and like he's really nice and like polite you know like i don't think he's a rude person and like i'm sure he's a fine roommate yeah. so you're like oh yeah like i don't mind like having josh in the bunk above me like he's a really he's like a neat tidy organized person yeah but like that gets cut out because that's not good TV. Yeah. So instead, what we as the viewers see is just him like crying and blowing up. And like, I mean, no, that's fair. the real question would be is like, who watched the feeds when he was on Big Brother? And what was he like, just well, like around the house? Big Brother. Like he was the worst, oh. most annoying person ever. Like he would walk into rooms banging pots and pans just screaming at the top of his oh lungs God. to annoy people on purpose. Like that was a thing that he oh did on purpose multiple times. Walk around the house, banging pots and pans in rooms to interrupt people's conversations and just be an asshole. That was the thing that happened. Oh my God. Yeah. Not making that up. Uh, 
so another team we have is uh, Nani and Kyle. I like that squad. They're I like that squad because they're, they're like the entertainment squad, if that makes sense. I was just going to say, they're our party hosts. Yeah, like, I don't know if they're going to win. Actually, if I was betting money, I probably wouldn't say that they're going to win. But they're going to try really hard, and they're going to be entertaining, and they're going to be ready to like double-cross someone. And I like that. So I'm cool with that. I, I have to ask you a question. This is from Declassified. There's a scene, for those of you who haven't seen it, where... Kyle and Leo wrestle, okay. but like pro wrestle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like they're, they're not really hitting yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah. And Corey suggests that Leo is like 140 pounds. Okay. And then he suggests that Kyle is 230 pounds. Now, Kyle for sure is bigger than Leo, but do you think that he's 230? Do you think he's even over two bills? I have no idea. Literally no idea. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just something that stuck out to me where I'm like, yeah, no huh. Idea. And like Kyle made the point that he's made two finals. I'm like, I guess he has. Yeah. Like, do I not give enough credit to Kyle as a physical his, threat? His, here's the thing. Kyle is a tough out in whatever elimination he goes into. Yes. And his political game is always good. Like, he's scrambled yeah, and all and, over the place, and, but he aligns himself inevitably with the right side, and it gets him pretty far. He's getting better. Yeah. He's getting better politically, too. He's getting smarter. And also, always helps Kyle's game when Polly and Kara are not in the house. Doesn't hurt. Definitely <laughs> helps doesn't immensely. Hurt. Next up, though, Devin and Nicole. And this is a weird team, but I think... Like, Nicole is a really good player, so she will be really good. Devin is also a good player, and I think they balance each other out well. So I think that's a, a good mm-hmm. match in terms of the house. Yeah. I'm, I was curious to see them partner up because, of course, uh, Devin and Marie have a history. Okay. Um, and Nicole and Marie are good friends. Oh. So I wonder, like, if they've hung out outside of the challenge world yeah i'm not sure like, that's interesting to the best of my knowledge devin and marie are not a thing yeah I'm not, I'm anymore not sure. but but it would make sense they travel in the same social circles hmm. outside yeah i don't know so like i could see it working you know like you know when you're in high school you know back when we met <laughs> and like first like week of school and you ended up being like in a group project or whatever and you didn't really know anyone in the class and you're like but like i know that person hangs out with one of my friends so i'm gonna i'll I'll be in their group just because like we'll probably have common ground i think it was one of those moments i got you with uh devin and nicole i got you um next up wes and natalie and this is big because natalie chose wes over Darrell. Like, Darrell getting punked off twice. It's like, people need to do their history. They have no idea yeah. about Darrell, right? And that's the funny thing to me. But, again, like, as you said, a lot of people come into the house and maybe they watched a season. Maybe not. Yeah. But they definitely don't know who Darrell is unless you watch, like, going back how many seasons. And even then, you'd still have to go back even more seasons to really understand the OG that is Darrell. I think I've only seen one season of Darrell and his prime. Yeah. 
And like I've watched of the this is the thirty sixth season. I think I've watched twenty five or so of okay. them. Like I've seen most of them. I haven't seen mm-hmm. all of them. And even then, like I haven't seen like I think I've only seen one season with Durrell in his prime. Okay. Like we've seen him is more that the recently. Season when he beat up dude, what's what's that guy's name that he beat up? Brad. Yes. How did I forget? You're Brad's right. Name? I did watch that season. How did I forget Brad's name. Uh, Brad yeah, Fiorenza. I like the fact like Darrell getting punked off twice, but then ending up with my girl Amber. It all works out. It all works out for Darrell. And that's a good. That's both Wes and Natalie and Darrell and Amber. Very good Agreed. teams. Intriguing teams. Agreed. And that mix of like a rookie and a super seasoned vet that I think will be uh, helpful. Gabby and Leo were kind of just hanging out together and no one's really picking them because they're both rookies and nobody really knows them either. So they just kind of partnered I, up. I, put I in, like that group. I put it, I put in brackets, they are fucked. So well, that's where I stand I kinda, on it. And I mean, obviously not knowing much about Gabby, but you know, seeing a bit from Leo and knowing that he's a professional wrestler, that kind of tells me that something should be able to translate into these challenge competitions so i i'm interested in seeing how that group plays out like if they were going to be the traditional hey we're throwing these rookies in i don't think it would have went as easily as people thought it would have if you had thrown no uh next we talked Um, about josh and casey hold on on the thought of leo we have a listener question or i have a listener question Paint America Blue asks on Twitter, I'm always excited to see wrestlers on the challenge. What a, what a handle, but we'll let that slide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it's referring to Democrats. Uh, what male and female wrestlers do you think would fit on the challenge? The Miz doesn't count. And he laughed. Okay. I've thought a lot about this. Of course you have. I, <laughs> I I actually replied to him. I'm like, I'm going to answer this question on the show because I need time to think about okay. it. And my answer was for the men, I would love to see Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, he is uh, he's a, a a big boy. He's a he's a girthy dude. But he's come he's on the show. I super. I've seen him in person. Yeah, oh yeah okay so you have a sense of what of what twice. kevin's working with but he's really clever like he's a really sharp guy so i think he'd be good tv and he's like deceptively agile yeah. and like a very good athlete because you have to be to pro to be a pro wrestler so i feel like he'd be like a mix of like good at the politics yeah. and like funny and confessionals yeah. but also like competitive he's in terms Canadian, of the right? competitions he yes, is okay. From Maryville, Quebec. Yes. I thought so, but I wasn't um, positive. And also, the show, the challenge needs more Canadians. There's only been two Canadians sure. on the show. Needs to be better. Why not? Why not? Uh, we talked to, We talked already about CT and Ashley teaming up. Uh, Big T and, wait, what's her partner's name? Because uh, she didn't know. And to be honest, I started typing it what I thought it was, but then she said another name and then the producer corrected her and then she still said the wrong name. <laughs> so I was like, what's happening right now? I thought that was incredible. But I think it's pretty fitting considering what my guy was doing later on in the episode. 
I always love when there's rookies that are clearly only going to be on one season and clearly just have no clue what they're getting into. Isn't this the guy that was on America's Got Talent? Or is that Michi? Uh, Okay. Now you got me. No, Michi's from X on the Beach. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Um, so anyway, so yeah, like this does this guy even well. know what he signed up no, for? And this group isn't going to go well. Like this, this should be the team that we'll get to this later on. But this should be the team that you throw into the first elimination. But we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Lolo and Nam, we talked about already. I think this has the potential of being one of the best teams. And I think they're going to struggle. Oh, I think their political game of is going to be but horrible. Who's going to want to go against them? We'll, we'll, we'll figure it. No, hold on. Hold on. I don't even, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Cause that's going to go to something else later on, which we'll talk about for a while. Okay. Here though. I want to talk about, I agree how Lolo was mad that she was getting picked last and think about that. She's like, I've never been picked last in my life. I thought that was funny, but it is kind of hilarious. You would think if I was like Darrell or if I was like whoever I, if I was Leroy, I'm like, yo, I want to work with Lolo. Like, it's an Olympian. Here's here's though my counter argument is: Do you remember what she was like yes. on Champs versus I Pros? I definitely remember that. But we can I we mean, can work on that. We can massage that. We can massage. But that. We can but I, th- I I think all of the season. I mean, Wes and CT were on that season, True. and maybe Darrell was too, and maybe Ashley was yeah. too. But th- like even even like the people who weren't on it, your Cams and your Leroy's, they definitely watched that season. And they're probably like, fuck that noise. (laughs) Like, I do not want any part of that. Um, Clearly, nobody wanted any parts of Nelson, none of the women, as he ended up with the other Amber. And I don't know how that's going to go. Just like I don't know how Liv and Michi is going to go either. But that rounds out our, our last two teams. You were going to say yeah. something. Go on, go on. I was just going to say, I think that the all-rookie teams are also at a, at, at a disadvantage. For sure, because they have no idea what's happening. But but no. maybe maybe it could be an advantage, which we'll get to. Uh, but more twists. True. We find out more of the gameplay as the double agents, they get to pick who ends up going into the elimination. But the rest of the group, they go back to the house, and you get to pick who's going in but you have to vote separately which means and privately privately so we all know that the double agents theme is already kicking in instantly right there because there's backstabbing just built into the theme of the show now the other thing is they said tj said you gotta hold on to your skull which tells me that there's gonna be something soon where you can like win someone else's skull from them that's not just an elimination but We'll, we'll wait and see. Again, dropping nuggets, dropping nuggets, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wes, we get a weird conversation where Wes says, we don't got to spend a lot of time here because this is just hilarious, but Wes literally says he has an alliance with every dude in the house. Is that possible? <laughs> like, that just seems like a stretch, no? I mean, I think he gets, if, if we, like, look at everyone that's in the house... I think he gets along with every guy. He always he gets along with everybody though, because he does that by design, right? Yeah, like, that's part of Wes. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on here. As you see the partner dynamic starts to pick up as you realize that Wes and Natalie are kind of two peas in a pod. Uh, Leo is trying to take the lead here with his partner, Gabby, trying to tell her to stay under the radar, make sure everything's okay. Uh, Nam is trying to talk down the Lolo and let her know, like, or talk her down and be like, just relax, calm down. Everything's going to be okay. And of course there's a CT and Ashley dynamic where CT jokes, I'm more worried about you stealing my wallet. And when we get to the end, (laughs) that was a funny joke. But it was the first sign of, oh, wait, could we be seeing Ashley and CT going in early? So yeah. we, we get a whisper of that. But more importantly than all of this, we get to the, the, the club, which I don't know if they named it. I don't know if there was a name for it, but it was a dome. I think it should be called Club Sheldon. Club Dome. I don't know. Sure. Let's, let's call it whatever we let's call. Uh, we we got to come up with a name. Uh, listener, send us what It'll we come. should call the club right because i assume that's it'll a good be, that's a good call i assume it'll be a part of every episode if not most episodes so listeners please send us your suggestions what should the challenge club be named uh it was a part it was a dope looking part of the house which we got to really see in the declassified episode as well the house is super dope and the club or the dome it was smart and it was a cool concept as well because you could tell that they tried to really counter the bunker from last season, right? And try to give this house mm-hmm. a space. Because this just looks like huge shipping containers, right? Like, this looks like something they built, this house. Yeah, they definitely, it's definitely purpose-built. Yeah. So you could, they built it in mind of having different spaces for different, you know, whatever mood you're into, there's a little something for you. And having them still have the opportunity to get dressed up and go to the club, that matters. That's another scene that you get to have, right? That's a thing. So I, I really like that, mm-hmm. except for maybe your boy Joseph didn't like it as he was sleeping early on. And I'm looking at this I like, mean, yo, my guy, that's a layup. What are, what's this guy doing? I get it. I understand it. But he was basically like, he doesn't care. Like, he literally said that. He doesn't care, which I get, uh, he, but. In previous seasons, that would get him nominated. For sure. Him being like, I don't care, and like sleeping at the club, like, st- and like, Kenny or Evan would be like, Yo, fuck this guy, he's got to yeah. go. No, for sure. But also, in fairness, you and I, we have gone to clubs. There's always one person that falls asleep somehow at a club. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to talk. About Usually, this, because they've been overserved. Sad. This makes me sad. But it's making me what talk about clubbing because yes, this is making me think of like <laughs> when is the next time that i'll be at a bar at a club listening to music like uh, i don't really i don't want to talk about this this is gonna this is hurting my feelings right now fair, fair it enough it really is though I, i'm being serious uh but the next the next morning mm-hmm. we have ct old man ct with his transition lenses okay. smells something in the air yes. And starts going around the house, straight up asking people if anyone's been saying his name. Great game move by CT. Amazing game move. Because he knows that and, he's going in, but I like the line where he had, he acknowledged, I'm just trying to see who's going to lie to my face. Yeah, which I think is really smart. Oh. I, I really like this play. Mm-hmm. What I did not like is that when they are having the deliberation... Yeah. 
I thought CT came out of the gate way too hot. See, I think that he made the right play. I just think we're dealing with a different bunch of rookies, right? So okay. I think he made the right play. Stepping in the deliberation saying, hey, I know what people are normally thinking here. And, and you know, this might be a time where you want to take a big swing, but you just got to think about it and know that you best not miss. And he's right with that statement. The problem is the rookies ain't about that life just to like sit around and, and, and be like, Oh, you're going to put us in. Oh no. Poor me. Why me? Why do the rookies got to be in? No, no, no. They were talking that talk back at CT, but on top of that, Killa Cam and Leroy were already leading the charge against CT and that all of those things then made it a bad look, but I still believe in the end it's a right move for CT to at least speak up and just not let it happen. At least get your piece. Yes. He, I just, the two things I would have tweaked about his approach is I would have let one other person speak first. Hmm. And he, I feel went a little too long. See, I go the other way and started like, pigeonholing people. I, I go the other way. I, I like that he set the tone. He's like, nope, I'm going to set the tone of this whole thing. I'm not even going to let you start to build it against me. I'm just going to go. And really, shouts to Liv. Liv was like, oh, so you're trying to say just throw rookies in? And he's like, well, I never said who to throw in, actually. Which he didn't, but he did at the same time. It was pretty It was pretty implied. It was good. It was good. I, I applaud I, everyone I just... involved in this. I like this from all angles. I just the the one the one thing that bothered me is like you and I both really applauded CT last mm-hmm. season when the skulls Here rule was Let's get to introduced. Yes. Where we were like CT has the right attitude, get in there and like go after like get your skull and then just like hang back in the mm-hmm. cut. And like with Ashley, he has a very capable partner. And so after CT went around and sort of like took everyone's temperature in the morning, I would have said, Ashley, like, we're going in. bring your lunch bucket because we're going to work tonight. And I would have gone to Anissa and Fessy uh, and I would have said, hey, I see which way the wind's blowing. Here's who I want. And, like, call your shot that way. Like, strike a deal with Anissa. Say, Anissa, we've known each other for, like, 20 years or whatever it's been. Like, let us get our skulls. Then we're going to get you your skulls. So here's the thing. I said that I liked everyone's angle from all sides. I left some people out who I didn't like their angle. And that's Cam and Leroy. The reason is. I did not like what they did. The reason is we've seen this before, right? War of the Worlds, the first one, right? Remember, was it the first one where the vets just all went at each other and they basically just eliminated each other for the whole first half of the season, letting all uh, the the English, what what was it called? How was it divided? The U.S. versus England, was it? The The world. world, Pardon me. It was the U.S. versus the world. Right, but you kind of just let all the other people coast because you guys were too busy fighting with each other. And so... The vets are going at each other, not paying attention to the numbers, which the numbers are more important because if you look at it, what you would call like OG vets 
compared to the mm-hmm. rookies, the numbers are pretty n- not in the favor of the OGs. And Cam and Leroy, despite no. of what you think, you are a part of the OGs, right? So yeah. you got to pay attention to the numbers, and you're not. And instead, you're going at a team because they've already won. Okay, cool. And because CT disrespected yeah, you? that's not smart gameplay. That's emotions, right? And and I always go back to, hey, you're trying to win a million dollars. What's dude on Dragon's Den, Kevin O'Leary? His line, my money has no emotions. That's why I make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I always remember that line because it's so true. And Cam is making an emotional decision here because her feelings are hurt because CT didn't choose her. Now, okay, well, now CT has to go home. The problem is sending him in is not guaranteeing that he's going home, right? Nope. But here's my, here's my other issue, okay? We know that there's a chance, especially this early, for a lot more different twists. We don't even know that just because you lose, you're actually going home because it's this early on in the show. Yeah. There's still so many, so much room for different twists and turns, which we did see later on. But especially just because you go home first, what if there's a chance that you're coming back in? It's like you don't shoot your shot this early. You just don't. Unless you do what you said, which is you make the you just won the challenge, meaning you get to decide who goes in. So then then you call your shot and say, I'm going in against this team because you have the biggest opportunity to choose whoever you want of the 30 people that are in this house, right? You get to yeah. choose. Other than that, I don't get why you're putting in strong people right away when you don't know the game that you're playing yet. And there's also, realistically, you know, they're like, oh, they're the champs. They're, they're the only team with two champs. They got to go. Realistically, CT and Ashley are a very dangerous mm-hmm. team. So, like, there's you have to at least give them good odds that they win the elimination. And then come back. And then they come back. With the skull. And, like, with the skull. And, like, trying to get you CT, out. <laughs> CT, I think, had very good and like i said i don't like how he like carried himself in the in the uh, discussion but like he was reading the room very accurately sure. and he said all i need is time he's like i just need a week like i just need a cycle to the next competition and someone else is gonna fuck up and then the heat's totally off true me. and totally right of course totally right all the time but again and, and I, no sorry Sorry, I was just going to say, Ashley's an assassin when it comes to politics. And then, like, CT is a murderer in eliminations. Like, that's not the team you want to piss off. And also, too, whenever, you know, there's a lot of quotes going on here from famous TV characters. And when CT's quoting Omar Little, you come at the king, you best not miss. He's right. Like... Someone, mm-hmm. not only is someone who wins the elimination coming back into the house, but now they're coming back into the house with the skull, meaning you have to throw them back in again and beat them to eliminate them and not run against the finals against them. So that means when they come back in with the skull, right, they have even more power that they could just be throwing around to be like, you need to get this person out. You saw the shady move they tried to make. They are not on your side. It was just a bad, bad move overall. 
let's get to more twists. Because there is even more okay. twists, right? Because Fessy and Anissa, they get brought into a secret room and they get to see ahead of time who the house voted for before they make their pick, Huge. which is a massive twist, right? Like this, this season is going to be so crazy. As soon as they figure out the actual game and how it works, this is going to be incredible. So you get to see mm-hmm. who voted for, but also you, you get to see who actually made the votes as well. But the rest of the house doesn't know that. So the question was, do you tell the rest of the house that you know who they voted for? No. I agree with that. Of course not. No. You let it come out whenever it's going to come out, right? And and also, I mean, it was funny. Like, Anissa noted, oh, Wes didn't vote against CT. Like, Wes has often said CT is one of his best friends. He says that they're like brothers. Like, it's good intel to know who voted. But unfortunately for Anissa, basically, and Fessy, everyone, basically everyone voted for CT and Ashley. So it's not shocking that Wes didn't because, like, Wes is legitimately for, yes. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not like, oh, my God, I can't believe Wes didn't vote against his, arguably his best friend in the house. <laughs> like... Like, that's not shocking. It's his closest ally. So they find this out. Obviously, they they don't tell anyone. But we find out that CT and Ashley are the votes. And, you know, this is going to be another interesting twist because there's so many plot twists that can happen now going forward because you could come out later on and be like, hey, we saw who voted for who. And you can make stuff up and just blatantly lie, right? Like there's so yeah. many things, so many different ways this can go from now on. So I, I'm excited about what's going to come because there's going to be a lot of backstabbing. And it's going to be great. And that's before it's gonna be so good. we got to The Crater, which is a terrible name, by the way. Can we call it Laser Quest? Because that's what it looks like. I just think that we could call it whatever. Like, again, maybe we put that out to the viewers as well. Name the club and name the the Elimination Pit, right? I mean, they can call it what they want. I'm calling the Elimination Pit Laser Quest. Sure. Because that, that's that. what it looks like. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, we find that Thank we you. find out that Ashley and CT going first. Leroy is happy. Cam is happy. But here's the thing. Don't you want to go in? Like, didn't we learn this from last year's season? You want to go into an elimination yes. against a weak team? That's the part I didn't get. And so Fessy and Anissa don't want to go in either. And this is where it became weird to me. There's only 10 skulls. They keep repeating that mm-hmm. point, which tells me that it's probably an, an important point <laughs> to this season. The fact that they kept repeating, there's only 10 skulls. So shouldn't you be doing what you need to do to get a skull like yeah what they should have done right like you convince the house to put in a weak team and then you send in yourself we learned that last year that should have been the move by fessy and anisa is you put in a weak team and then regardless you get to the pit if there's some crazy twist well then you adjust and just put in some other rookie team if there's no twist you go in against the weak team and you come back with skulls in the other scenario, because here, here's the part. We learned this last year. When you're playing this game with Skulls, 
the only way you can guarantee yourself making the final is by getting a skull. The only way you can guarantee you getting a skull the easiest way possible is when you win a challenge and then you control who goes into the elimination. I don't understand. Didn't they watch last season? Those were the rules of last season. You should know that if they come back with the same twist, you win the challenge. That's when you decide who you're going against. And you'll never have that opportunity again, especially this year when we just found out there's so much backstabbing that's available to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your analysis is totally right. I stand by what I said that CT the day before when he realized that he and Ashley were likely going in, he should have appealed to Anissa and to a lesser extent Fassi and said, you know, give us, I don't know, who's a team they could have taken in theory. Give Big us T Mishi and, the, and Big Liv. T and the guy that was sleeping. Yeah. Give us Big T and Joseph. We'll owe you one. Yeah. You can tell us how to vote next sure. time. Or, or whatever. Strike a anyway. deal. Or, to, to your point, if you know that Skulls are the name of the game, pick someone else. Like, if you're Anissa and Fassi, don't go along with this plot to put in CT and Ashley. And instead, encourage people put in the to put in... Put in Big T and Joseph so that you can then, like, look at the situation and make your decision based off of that. Because like, the other thing, too, is Cam and them or someone else, maybe it was Nelson, but someone was like, no, we want to save the rookie so we run in the finals against them. You realize that you need to get a skull to make the final. So how is this weak team getting a skull? And one of, like, if you're... Anissa, like you don't like some of those rookies, like most of those rookies are physical specimens. Do you want to be running a final against Lolo Jones and Nam? (laughs) Well, no, because like the, the finals are the great like leveling of the playing field. Like that's where the like physical beasts do well. You want to get rid of them. But should the, right? should the like, name of the game be trying to keep the strong teams out of the elimination? So then that way they don't yeah. get skulls. Like I'd be doing everything well, in my power to win a challenge, put myself in against a weak team. And then after that, if I can't do that, then we're just putting in weak teams so that when I do inevitably tr- get my chance to get a skull, you know who else has skulls? All the weak teams. But by you putting yep. in two strong teams, all you're doing is guaranteeing that one strong team is getting a skull. So we have Operation Fire Escape. Oh, I should say, it turns out it's only a women's elimination. Is, so CT and Wes are not going can anywhere. I tell you something? So they yeah. chose Wes and Natalie to go in, right? Two OG teams. Cam is saying a champ is going home tonight. And CT says, that's fine. He knows that he's in Wes's head already. And I wrote this down. I think there's a twist. Why do I think there's a twist? Because there's always a twist. And then boom, (laughs) TJ's like, oh, guess what? It's a women's elimination only. Which means that Wes and CT are still in the house. Fessy, you're an idiot. Because if you, again, if you weren't going in against the weak team, all you're doing it, all you should have been doing is play this out see if there's a twist and then adjust accordingly. Right. Like that should be the play. I don't know, but sorry, go on. Operation yeah. fire escape. My no, uh, I'm too hyped right now. 
Operation Fire Escape. We've seen this before. I forget what it was called previously. No Same idea, though. Um, we've got Ashley. We've got Nally. They are strung up from ropes bound by their ankles and wrists, which Ashley notes sometimes she likes, but not in this instance. And they're hanging from these I-beams, and they have to shimmy their way across, back and forth. Uh, and as an added twist, although I don't think it actually made a difference, probably helped them stay warm, the beams were on fire, yeah. uh, which is very... <laughs> Very challenged right, sure. for the like, and also fire. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, it was a, it was pretty close. It was a really hard. Challenge. I thought like that's a hard difficult. I would I wouldn't be able to do no, it. Like this would be super difficult to do. Um, it was really close, and it's I mean it's not surprising. We know that Ashley always puts up a fight, so it's not it's not surprising that she would put up such a good fight in that instance. And she almost pulled it out, but Natalie was able to win and Natalie gets a skull and Ashley's going home, which we'll, we'll get to Ashley in a sec, but like there's more twists even after that, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, winning matters even more as the winner. You stay, you can stay with your partner or you can switch your partner to anyone else that's in the game other than the double agents. That is another insane twist. That's a huge twist. This is going to be so crazy. And also, I wonder if it's going to rotate weeks. Is it going to be a guy's elimination, then a girl's elimination? Like, are they going to go I, back and forth? I board? assume so. But should we assume anything, <laughs> right? Like, That's fair. It's so crazy. I, I love, of all the twists they've introduced this season... Being able to change partners is my favorite it's because it's pretty good. Like in theory, if you're well, the, he's they said that you can't pick um, the double agent. You can't you can't pick the current double agents. But like let's say, let's say CT and Wes had faced off, and CT um, wins. CT could have turned around and been like, you know what, Cam? I screwed up earlier. You and I are partners now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been right? pretty funny. Definitely would have been pretty you funny. You could, I mean, maybe this speaks to my character and the kind of person Jeez. I am. But where is this going? I would be so tempted to ally myself with my biggest enemy in the house just so that they couldn't fuck me as easily like i would make it more difficult for okay. them i like that i like that that's some twisted gameplay but that's probably what you need to win like the funny part is so ct's still in the house and if you're leroy if you're fessy like you just messed up now you really got to yeah. figure out the numbers but it's funny because ct was right send in the rookies let the game play out but it started with oh. send in the rookies because that's the that's the real key. Send in the rookies, and then you can adjust if you win. But trying to make the big swing early doesn't make sense when you don't know what game you're playing yet. Wes even said at some point earlier in the episode, it's too early in the game to be making big moves because there's going to be twists coming. Of course. And he's totally of right. Of course. He said, you know what? He said it to Natalie. 
he said like we just gotta keep a low profile for a couple cycles and see what the game really is Um, also for Fessy and Leroy and Cam and Anissa their hands are like they're flapping in the wind and now Wes and CT no like those are their targets but also too like like, you did all of that to get rid of Ashley like is Ashley as much as we love Ashley and Ashley's a really good player she's not at the top of my list in terms of like oh you need to get her out of this game who let me ask this who would be at the top of your list to get rid of if you're talking about the the women if you're Anissa and Fassi see I I understand where they were going where they were coming from but Again, I think they're viewing the elimination incorrectly, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you need to be thinking of the elimination as a chance to get a skull, which is what everyone should want to do, because the only thing you know is that you need a skull to win the final. That's not going to change. So I wouldn't have been thinking of, I need to get rid of whoever, because who cares about getting rid of people when you need a skull? That's the name of the game. It's not get rid of someone else. Yeah, I you know honestly who who the biggest targets in the game are in my mind. Cam and Leroy. Why? Because they're the only couple in the house. Okay. They're the most obvious alliance in the house, and their partners are in the second most obvious <laughs> alliance in the house. Yeah. Right. No, that's fair. I, I, I mean, up there with Corey and Nelson, but they like, also very you can kind of count on, yeah. Which wasn't good. Yeah. No, it was not good. I'm just saying, like, th- think of those two pairings, though, right? You've got Leroy and Casey. You've got Josh and Cam. You're like, oh, well, that means Cam and Leroy are working with the Big Brother people. That's a solid group of five or six. Yeah. I got to take at least one of those pairs out. No, that's fair. Like, That's fair. Like immediately, I also gotta say, if I were Cam and Leroy, I think the move would be if one of them wins an elimination to then partner with. Like, I think now that they see how the game works, Cam and Leroy should actually be partners. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many twists and turns going forward. Uh, I will say though, I am kind of sad to see our girl Ashley go. Me too. I I. I wrote in my notes, are we the kiss of death? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it all, actually, I don't want to say that on the air, Um, but I'll say this, I'll say this much. I think that the way that it played out, I feel bad for because it was nothing. It was because of nothing they did. Right. It's not like she caused some drama early on in the house and like went after Cam or, or Leroy or, the young bucks or anything and if anything you know if you would have thought their partners or if you would have thought them being partners it would have been ashley that might have said something to put the target on their back it wasn't it was ct right so yeah that part of it's pretty weird i just hope there's some twist where she comes back in the house somehow i'm holding out i I will say friend of the show rochella valdez she believes that there's a redemption house. Of course, I, I will always believe there's a redemption house. Another reason, too, why I think there might be a redemption house is because it's a backup for in case someone got sick. 
and then yeah. you had to send someone home. Here's someone coming back in. Yeah. The other thing about the Redemption House, I think it's likely for this season, oh. simply because you don't. I mean, first of all, it adds the double agents mm -hmm. nature of yep. things. But second of all, if you're Bonham Murray MTV, do you really want to go to all the trouble of isolating, quarantining these people, I assume in a hotel and flying like, and going to all that effort to turn around and send one of them home after three days? No, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm totally with you. I think there's definitely like that would have meant for more twists and turns for sure. 1000%. It's going to be like, do you know what the twist could be? And we should probably write this down because I say things and then forget them like three weeks later all the time because I'm scatterbrained like that. But I feel like what if the twist is, let's say next week, one of the guys who lose, you get to change partners, but you can pick Ashley to be your new partner. Oh, right. Like imagine that that would yeah. be an interesting twist. Like, you know, think of if you're someone who has a bad partner or who you deem to be a weak partner. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. No, like there's yep. just lots of rooms for twists and turns and I like it. I like it a lot. I also think that they, again, like in previous seasons, not that they've had a redemption house, but they've kept the person like that are the people that are eliminated at like a local hotel. Yeah. Right. Because like we've seen people come back before, like to replace someone who's injured or whatever. Yeah. Or, or someone who has to go home due to a family emergency. Um, big question is what do you think Natalie will do and what should she do in terms of partners? Oh, she's just going to stay with Wes. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I also think that's the right call. Yeah, there's no, there's no need. I mean, and there's no whatever happens to CT is not really her problem. Right. So it's like, yeah. whatever. I would just. And we know CT stays. Like he's in. A lot more footage. True. But I also just think there could be that twist. It just strikes me as you get eliminated, but then as a double agent, it's like you get to pick this person and bring them back in the game to be your partner. I just think that's a thing that's coming for sure. Yes, for sure. Uh, what was your line of the episode? Sorry? What was your line of the episode? Oh, pardon me. You know what just happened? As I was talking, Siri popped up. Uh, as she just did again. So when that happens, I can't hear you. So oh. normally, and it happens a lot, quite often. I'm pretty sure I should probably just turn it off while I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> it happens pretty often, but normally it'll cut off and then come back and I can still pick up what you said. <laughs> or it's while I'm talking, so it doesn't really matter that I can't hear you. In that point, it just worked out at the most perfect time for you to be talking and then it went away right as you were done talking. I was like, uh, damn it. Uh, but my line of the episode in kind of an homage to our girl, Ashley, I'm going to say two things. One, two quotes from Ashley. The first one, sorry to you losers that have done this a million times and have never won close quote, <laughs> but also on at the very beginning in the declassified episode, she says her introduction, you might know me as Millionaire Mitchell, but after this season, you might know me as multi-millionaire Mitchell with a wink to the camera. 
instantly I'm like, I should put that on a hoodie. I like that. Um, it won't happen. Well, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm holding out hope. There's still a chance here that she's coming back in the house. I'm holding out hope. I'm not, I'm of the mindset that you let it play out for a bit. Either you, you make the move to go in and try to get your skull or you sit back and play it out to see what the game is. Cause I think there's twists and turns coming ahead. So I'm holding out hope that we could still be talking to millionaire Mitchell at the end of this. I had um, CT from Declassified saying the dad bod era is over. Now it's the father figure. And I also liked Cam saying, uh, I want my bank account looking like a phone number. I like it too. That was a great line. Uh, Of course, the most important question, Sheldon, is who killed it for you this week? So this is pretty easy to me. Um, It's pretty straightforward who killed it this week. It's TJ. And the reason why I say that it's TJ Lavin, it's because make no mistake who the face of the challenge is. It is TJ Lavin. He's going to let you know that he gets the camera time. Like think about the shoots that they went on for TJ's like, I don't know, of an hour and a half episode. What? 10 minutes maybe total. But my guys got all the close-up shots. They got cameras going all the way around the 360 shots. They got zoom-ins, pan-outs, overhead shots, slow-mos, camera shots. My guys got a helicopter. There's no reason for a helicopter. They got a full-ass helicopter with the whole challenge garb on the side of it just for my guy to make a dope-ass entrance. TJ Lavin, you won this episode. I, when you said that there is like one obvious choice, I thought you were going to give my answer, which is Natalie, who, you know, won. <laughs> you don't know me by now, John? Come on, man. <laughs> that was a straight I, setup. For me, <laughs> for me, Natalie killed it. She's got herself, I think, the ideal partner for her. Um, she won. She has a skull, which is what it's all about at this stage of the game. She has a clear, uh, path now. Like she knows who she has to like keep her eyes on. She got rid of one of the sneaky, toughest competitors, uh, among the women in Ashley out of there. And basically she sent a great message to everyone else that she doesn't want to be fucked with. So... I think uh, a win all around for Natalie. I like it it a lot. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe wherever you get the You Killed It podcast. That's on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I guess I should keep calling it Apple Podcast because it's not iTunes anymore but Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And of course on YouTube, like and subscribe. Let us know if you like the videos, you know, and we'll, we'll keep that going. That's a thing. But also however you consume it, we try to be on that platform for you. However you want to consume the goodness that is this You Killed It podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. It's know, that simple. I, I keep it you easy. You know what's kind of dope too, that like, it's funny from doing all the other podcasts, I have viewers that will put me on game in terms of how they watch. 
And it was something that I didn't even realize, but I have people that are like, oh yeah, I put it on my TV all the time. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like you, you, you legit just like, you can talk into your microphone now into your remote and be like, YouTube, you killed it podcast. And then boom, pops up on the TV and you see our, our beautiful faces, you know, it's kind of dope. That's how I consume. Honestly, that's how I consume most podcasts now is that I watch them on YouTube, but on my TV yeah. and like I do chores or whatever technology and stuff so like nine times out of 10. Yeah. And as you said, now you get the benefit of seeing our faces. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you consider that a benefit, I do, I mean, but I apologize I ahead of time. I'm sorry for the mug. I, I apologize ahead of time. You're looking great. Sheldon. Mm -hmm. I love to see your face. I'll take the compliment, I guess. There you go. Uh, until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.